Welcome to Flicks, my name is Daniel Swan, this is episode 135, in which myself and my lovely wife Tiffany B are joined by our good chums Jen and Sarah to discuss our gold, silver, bronze films of 2019. What a great year for film 2019 was. The Irishman, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh yeah, neither of them show up in anyone's list at all. sleep at night without holding you tight. Girl, each time I try, I just break down and cry. There's pain in my head. Oh, I'd rather be dead. Spinning around and around. Although we've come to the end of the year, there's no need to be glum, guys. Let's cheer ourselves by thinking about all the wonderful things that have happened. Taiwan, Northern Ireland and Ecuador legalised gay marriage. The White House honoured a military dog. And a 20-year-old Bangladeshi woman gave birth to twins 26 days after giving birth to her first child. There's a lot to celebrate. But of course, you don't care about any of that. You care about films. So I gathered the most qualified, most informed, most charismatic filmic minds that just happened to be in my flat at the time and told them to write down their favourite films of 2019 for a podcast we'd be recording in 20 minutes. And here we are. I'm joined by Jen and Sarah, who you may remember from our incredible Hobbs and Shaw review, and Tiffany B, who you may remember from almost all flicks since the dawn of time. We are here and we are ready to chat. So, how easy was it for everybody to concoct their lists from 2019. How did we find it? It was not. It was not easy? It was not easy. Not easy at all? No. There were a lot of highlights. Okay, good. um, Most of which I did not see this year. (laughs) (laughs) It makes it tricky, doesn't it? So it made it very difficult to narrow down the list to my three favorites. Okay, okay. Well, that's good. That's good at least. That's good to to have uh, too many options as opposed to uh, not enough. Tiffany B.? Um, yeah, I think similar. Too many options. Um, not, not as many as other years. Ooh, I would say. a dissenting opinion. When you look at 2018. Yeah. Or yeah. even 2017. I don't know. I felt like there was some, like, So you think really there's a bit of a letdown then? In the volume. Volume. The ones that are at the top are as good. Okay. But the volume of the good Interesting. ones is less. Okay. That's my opinion. Nice. Jen? I had a poor year cinema going. Okay. So, so again, not seeing as many as you'd wish. The last few days. <laughs> That's um, good. Made me realise I should probably go to the cinema more often. Sure, sure. Should. Um, but yeah, tough. Tough. Tough for this year and tough for the decade to just pick three. Yeah, um, yeah. It's tricky. It's tricky. Um, so we have all picked our gold, silver, bronze. Um, of 2019 films released in 2019 Um, and we're just going to run through them we're all going to go for a bronze then we're all going to go for a silver then we're all going to go for a gold and if after all of that there are any kind of honourable mentions that people want to honourably mention we can go over that that haven't already been discussed discussed. does that sound good? yeah okay Okay. Okay. wonderful Um, so I'm going to start 
Oh, and I'm going to start because I'm I'm less interested. In There's a lot place. of ladies here, I would say. You but know, I already, ladies first. <laughs> I already know what I'm going to say, and so I'm in less this, interested in, in it. In this yes. diversity and inclusion world, it oh. feels that we must include yes, the let's male let these the days. Straight white Can man I just say it's first. tough to be a straight white <laughs> omnivore in this cisgender <laughs> omnivore in this day and age? So thank you. A little bit of respect. Please. <laughs> um, I'm also going to start because I uh, have uh, a caveat of sorts with mine um, in that I love Marvel films maybe more than is um, strictly speaking healthy. Absolutely. Thank you for... You just had that one just locked and loaded, didn't you? Didn't seem like it was it. natural. Um, yeah. So uh, whilst technically my favourite three films, two of them would be Marvel films, I'm not going to talk about many. Because Ooh. we've already had flicks on them. Go back and listen we to them if you want. We all know your feelings on Marvel. We all know my feelings on Marvel. I thought it would be a more interesting listening experience yes. if we just got rid of them. So my favourite film of the year would be Avengers Endgame, obviously, because it's the best film. Uh, and also Spider-Man Far From Home would be my second favourite. Both incredible films. Love them dearly. Love them like they're my very own children. <laughs> but I'm not going to talk about them in this. Okay? Okay. So... With that said, my bronze, uh, my third favourite film, my bronze medal selection, is one that we may do a flicks on oh, in the future, but I we have not is. done it yet, which means that it is... Knives Out. Knives Out, absolutely. Ryan Johnson's uh, uh, incredible um, murder mystery, Knives Out. I like that he's done it, because obviously he got a huge amount of guff for Star Wars The Last Jedi. A lot of people didn't like it. A lot of people vociferous in their opposition of that film. Um, and I don't think that's really fair. Um, but I love that he went from, you know, the, one of the biggest movie franchises of all time to a film that is largely just set in one house. It's a small little murder mystery. It's kind of going back to his roots with Brick and the Brothers Bloom and just saying, this is what I'm really good at. Like, you might not have liked The Last Jedi, but this is the kind of stuff that I can do really well. And he does it incredibly well. It's, it's written so tightly. It's a murder mystery. It's a, you know, technically speaking, a whodunit. But he keeps it so interesting that that main question kind of changes multiple times throughout the film. So you're always kind of thinking, oh, well, I understand that but then this turns yeah. it in a whole different direction so many kind of twists and turns and changes um it's got one of the best kind of ensemble casts of any film yeah. this year and possibly beyond chris evans who i love um intimately intimately and passionately uh, michael shannon um, Tony Collette. Tony Collette is the Tony Collette is amazing. Yeah, really amazing. <laughs> yeah, I just think it's it's such a well crafted little film. Um, that I yeah, there's not that much wrong with it at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very very good. I have to I'd agree. Be, I'd be surprised that any of us don't have it on our list. Ooh, so we may challenge be thrown down. <laughs> we may be talking about it a little bit more. So I'll I'll shut up then. I'll happily happily um, shut up. Uh, who's next? Sarah? Are we doing bronze? Yes. Bronze, yeah. Okay. So, um, my bronze favorite film of the year, and this is going to be a duplicate as I have spoken to Jen about this. Okay. She doesn't know it's my bronze film, though. Okay. Oh. Is Downton Abbey. Oh. Downton Abbey. <laughs> um, 
I'm not going to say much because Jen has a whole spiel about it <laughs> and what it oh. means. So I'm That's not going to say a lot. film uh, but I will say that it was, uh, as I mentioned, the list of films we saw this year was very limited. <laughs> and that one just brought back this sense of, like, you know, having some tea with friends type thing. Okay. So, um, so a big fan of the, the I was show? a huge fan of the series. Okay. I, um, I... During the first season, I felt like Mary was my bosom buddy. Um, so I formed this closeness. By the end of it, I did not like Mary at all. That's a whole other story. But um, the film definitely struck a chord, and it made the uh, top three nice. for 2019. Was it... Because the, the, the danger is with a lot of TV shows as they make the, the leap up to a film is that it just feels like a bit of an extended episode. Did it... Did it kind of... Was it bigger? Was it large enough to, to make a film of? Yes and no. Okay. I feel like they could have made a bigger film out of it. I mean, it's Downton Abbey after yeah. all, and the premise is that the king and queen are coming for a visit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually enjoyed the fact that they kept it more of like, you know, it's it's just like a... This is the stuff you love. This is the stuff that you love. We're going to give it to you. And there's just some good drone shots in it. Uh Oh, (laughs) God, I love those (laughs) drone shots. I think I've seen a couple of them on the trailers. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's funny, the trick, because I haven't watched any of the TV show. Really? Um, Which is sacrilegious, of course, Um, uh, to to my my countrymen. Um, But it was so funny watching the trailer for it that it, more than any of the characters, it was like, remember this house? Didn't you love this house? Just these incredible shots of this house. I mean, it's beautiful, isn't it? I mean, it's a lovely house, sure. But it was just, yeah, astonishing that they they were structuring their whole campaign around come back to the house. The house is the main character. (laughs) It is. I mean, if you would have watched the seasons, you would know. I would not be as as going into it as blind. Okay. Fair enough. Gosh. Well, I feel like we've got to go to yeah, Jen now, yeah, as, yeah. as it's already Since been Since somebody's already stolen my crumbs <laughs> that she didn't have 20 minutes ago. Uh-oh. Oh, friction. It's fine. Friction. It just means your opinion is the <laughs> right opinion. Tell no one. Um, no, I think the reason I put Dalton Abbey is because, as a bronze, is because there was something just utterly British about that show Okay. for me it was just uh, it was actually my mum's reaction to us watching it that was kind of priceless where she just kept watching Sarah and I laughing like we were watching our friends on screen because <laughs> uh, I kind of gave up with the show okay. probably a few seasons in I was like mm-hmm. I, I don't care about any of these characters Yeah. and I think the break did me good yeah. Okay. It was nice to go back to said house Nice. Um, and uh, it's not a good film it's fine. It's it's entertaining. And I think the entertainment value of it felt like, yeah, you had an hour and a half of Downton Abbey as opposed to your regular hour. And I okay. think the fact that the director is the same one that directed a lot of the TV series yeah. meant that he brought out all of the characters really well. Yeah. And they, they are just themselves. And yeah. in that Maggie Smith continues to basically sit there and be arsy and say just classic lines to others but <laughs> they're at a place now that they've done those characters for so long yeah. that they're comfortable with yeah. it and there's a joy about it that nice. was actually it just felt very Christmassy even though it wasn't mm. set in Christmas okay and they managed to throw in a gay storyline um, okay. oh. in the middle at the yeah. end of it and scandalous just kind yeah. of saying hey we can bring this into you know the next decade if we want to yeah. and 
here's where it's I mean, we're in the go. 1920s here. Exactly. Let's come yeah. on. <laughs> so 100 years later, let's see what we're doing. Yeah. Um, so they can absolutely make another nice. film of that. It's, it's an easy watch, but it's still well written. Nice. Because yeah. it's, it's Julian Fellows, isn't it? He's written yeah. all of them. Yeah. Just on his own, yeah. which is incredible. It's, it's just, a TV you show. You can tell it's film. just a very personal project yeah. that's just a huge version of a personal project. Nice. But just, mm. yeah, and, and like Sarah says, Mary can, can pretty much go away. Poor Michelle. Boo, just, Mary. Which one's Mary? Michelle Dockerty. <laughs> She's it's just dark hair. Dark hair. She's got a nineteen twenties cut. You don't like her. Michelle is just not a great oh, actress, okay. to be honest. At this point, okay. I think we're getting personal now. <laughs> oh, wow. I, I said it. I just I heard it. a lot of rumors that she's a bad person. <laughs> That's you know. Um, movie movie makers, prove me wrong. <laughs> Go direct her differently. I, I guess. have heard she's quite good in the upcoming Guy Ritchie film, The Gentleman. Ooh, okay. Uh, in well, a very different role. Good. Uh, then uh, uh, it might be that she's just bored of doing that yeah. character yeah. it's a bit long time right if she doesn't yeah. like the people she's working with maybe that was you know there are like it. any job yeah lots know. of problems things yeah. come <laughs> out yeah. have you heard things about about know, that? discord on the set or something <laughs> no no Sarah's like that's what I want to go into going on. <laughs> I'm, I'm sad to say no um, but yeah so so as nice. a heartwarming easy to watch on the couch type a situation a warm hug of a film yes lovely warm hug of a film that's great was Downton Abbey. Tiffany. Hello. What have you... I mean, so, I know that you haven't seen Downton Abbey, so you can't pick I up this bronze either. I have not Downton Abbey, I would be okay. honest. Um, I have The Farewell. The Farewell. Um, it's just such a sweet film. Yeah. I loved it. It was so... Um, it was very warming in a similar way to Downton Abbey, but different. Um, it's... Have you guys seen it? No, it no, was going to make my list, oh. but I haven't seen it. I knew it would make my list. <laughs> That's the only yeah. obstacle to get And I figured it couldn't be on the list if I hadn't seen no. it. Um, yeah, it's really sweet, and it's kind of about this relationship, this girl who's, you know, um, kind of Asian-American, and her relationship with her nan, who's back in China. I'm sure you guys know, but her nan is ill, like dying ill, yeah. and they don't tell her, and she goes back to see her and you know she's got her own problems and not feeling great about her life and she goes and just the relationship between them was just the sweetest thing ever it's like my heart was just exploding it was just so cute um but it's also like it's dysfunctional they're not perfect the nan isn't perfect she's kind of great and lovable but she's not like she's kind of a bit judgy you know, she says, oh, you need to lose a bit of weight and gives yeah. people a little bit of a squeeze and <laughs> just very straight down the line, like, oh, no, you're, you know, you're, uh, your aunt's an idiot and things yeah. like that, you know, really kind of imperfect, dysfunctional. Uh, she has a really nice relationship with her dad as well. And yeah. it's all, there's a culture clash that's really nice that's explored, um, you know, but ultimately it's about their relationship and it's just the sweetest thing. Yeah. Um, and it's so sad at the end. Not not for necessarily obvious reasons, but just that they can't spend lots of time together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought it was well acted, and it made me laugh, and it made me cry, and it was just, I thought it was lovely. Good. Yeah. I'm glad. Really That's nice. really good. Yeah. Because, yeah. So, Aquafina has yeah. been uh, touted as um, a bit of an awards possibility in terms of mm. acting. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I think she does, you know, she's kind of between her and 
Nai Nai. Nai Nai. She's the heart of the film. I think she does a good job. Yeah. Yeah, she does a good job of being, like, lost, this kind of lost person. Mm. Comes back into, like, the bosom of her family and finds herself. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, well-deserved. Nice. Thumbs up to Lulu Wang, is it? Yeah. Writer-director. And it's kind of a true story, isn't it? Yeah. It's based on... Based her, on own her, her own nan, who yes. still to still is alive, right? Yeah, and still doesn't know that she's dying. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. They have Something to like, like she's crazy. had to lie to her a lot yeah. about what the film is about. Yeah. Because it's about her. Yeah. And she doesn't. She still she doesn't, doesn't know. know. That's amazing. Wow. Yeah. It's incredible. It's. Mad. But that's probably why she's still alive. Yeah. That she's like outlived like all of the expectations. Mm. No she? focusing on death if you don't know you're dying. Yeah. 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 It's a good lesson. That's what I liked about the culture clash thing. Yeah. At first, you're like, oh my God, that's so immoral. How can you not tell someone about their own health? And then you're like, actually, it seems like a good idea. <laughs> Maybe we should do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I like that kind of, yeah. Mm. And it's something I didn't know. Yeah. So it's a, yeah. Learning opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. It just yeah. makes it, uh, yeah, just more interesting that you've got this interesting story, but then also let's learn a little bit about China. And, yeah. Oh, they do these. There's a bit where they're around somebody's grave they go and yeah. visit one of their relatives oh, graves yeah. and they just have to go and eat a they lot have of to stuff eat. yeah I'm not it's sure it's like a part of some kind of custom yeah just and they're really hungry like, and they're like, no 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 eat 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 you you gotta to eat, eat. gotta yeah. eat to honour I don't know yeah it's pretty interesting yeah nice the farewell yeah um, so moving into silvers the silvers um, my silver is again one that we well is one that we have done a flex about so I won't Rabbit on about it too much. Oh, Jojo. Because it's Jojo Rabbit. Um, it Are you is... predicting? No. Oh, I thought you we were like, <laughs> Dan will say I this. I was checking <laughs> that my silver was different. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I just think it's, it's really, as you would hope with a comedy that's kind of about Nazism, <laughs> it, is, it has the two strands very nicely intertwined of it is very funny and he's very funny as Hitler uh, or kind of the imaginary so it's the it's the young boy who wants to be in the SS but he has an imaginary friend and his imaginary friend is Hitler um, and then stuff happens um, but that's the basic setup and the little boy's so cute he's the most adorable little I think he's like 11 years old but he looks like he's four He's just like a cartoon character, yeah. of a, a cartoon of a four year old boy. Yeah. Uh, and he's, yeah, so earnest and so, you know, wide eyed. And you kind of understand why he would want to be in the SS because everything he hears is like, the SS are like, these are tough men and these are brave men. He just wants to go into it. Um, they don't use uh, the Hitler imaginary friend thing too much, which is good because if they'd used it too much, it wouldn't have been as funny. Mm. But he's kind of sparingly used, which is good. So it's always fun when he's on screen. Um, but then it's also really serious in parts and really heartbreaking and really um, says some some interesting and, and obviously awful things about war and about people kind of diving into these ideologies and um, the victims of war and who is who fights wars and um, yeah it just kind of it had it had both sides of those really really well it's something that we talk about quite a lot I think in flicks of certain I think filmmakers or certain films are a bit afraid of um, mixing comedy and drama they think that if 
you're, you've got a serious film and you crack a joke at any point, then that means, well, you're not taking the serious stuff seriously. But I think the two of them together can create something more powerful than either of them can individually. Um, and I think it's, yeah, it's just really, really, really nicely done. And um, yeah, I just thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. It's the kind of film you come out of the cinema and like, yeah, that was great. I'm really pleased I saw that. That was, yeah. that was fantastic. Especially going in with very high expectations because it was a great trailer and to not have those expectations dashed. Yeah. A delightful mm, treat. Yeah. A delightful treat. And Jojo. laugh out loud. Laugh out loud. On a few occasions we, for me. Yeah, we were... We I was were... giggling on the way home about a couple of things. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just brilliant. Just brilliant. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Uh, a lovely turn from Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. As, uh, as his mother. Yeah. Um, they create a lovely relationship between the two of them as well. So, mm. um, yeah. Yeah, she was Just very good. All kinds of things to recommend. Jojo Rabbit. Have we? Have you seen Jojo Rabbit? Again, Again they would have made the, the list. list. One of the lists that we want to see. It's on your to-do list, though. Yeah. It's on our to-do, yeah. <laughs> yes. We have a busy end of week. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. We've decided our New Year's resolution is to watch more films. Yes. So. That's In 2020, great. we'll watch all the films of 2019. Exactly. <laughs> that was the problem this year. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that is my that is my silver. Sarah, what oh. you what you got? All right, well, unlike you, I'm not on um, this show often, so I can talk about the Marvel films. Wonderful. Oh, please do. So for me, the um, silver medal of 2019 goes to Captain Marvel. Ooh, okay. Um, I loved this film because it was one of those ones where, you know, you've got the main character who's trying to figure out who she is. She's been forced to, like hide part of herself and hold it down and it's Mm -hmm. this big secret and everyone knows but her yeah and so she just doesn't know the power she has inside and when she finally does it's that moment of i'm gonna step into this i'm gonna be who i was supposed to be and i'm gonna do the right thing and yeah i mean for me any marvel movie is that but seeing it played out yeah especially in the 80s because it gave it that little bit of flair yeah Yeah. it it was just a great great film it was a good ride yeah, yeah, I absolutely agree with that. I think it's a, yeah, it's a great film, a great kind of uh, buddy comedy with yeah. her and yeah. Sam Jackson. Yeah. I think they did a it great was job. Really nice seeing him play a little more of a depth of the role. Yeah, um, as opposed to the Avengers movies, it just was cool kind of, to see him in a different. Yeah. yeah, so you can do more than just stand in the corner and mm-hmm. bark orders and be and a stuff. little broody. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. There was an honesty about that film that was really, really nice, and their yeah. friendship with her other friend obviously yeah yeah, yeah. and mm. just the yeah just watching her fly and do things. yeah mm. get in a plane yeah just stuff that if if that had come out in the 80s maybe i would have changed my profession there's <laughs> yeah. all guys doing that stuff yeah although there, there was somebody that i i read uh, a, a review of uh, of that film and they were, they were talking about it and the, the the whole thing with her flying, and obviously as a, as Captain Marvel, she can fly, and she's a kind of a pilot in the thing. He said, "How how good would it have been if part of the the journey, a part of her thing in the Air Force, and that she was frustrated with, is that they didn't let her fly, yeah. so she couldn't yeah. fly an airplane, and then and then the end is like, well, I don't even need you oh, to give yeah. me permission to fly <laughs> yeah. an airplane." I'm just going to fly on my own. I am the airplane. I am the airplane. I am the air. I have the plane. Yeah. Um, so, yeah I, yeah, I absolutely yeah. agree. I, I mean, I love mm. all and, that. And Brie Larson's great. Brie Larson's she amazing. Is. Yeah. She's just a natural human. Yeah. Mm. And the really soundtrack good. is brilliant. Yeah. 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 Some I good think music it was a fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. fun soundtrack. It's the, it's the kind of 
Because you don't really get that so much. You get that with kind of 80s films. Yeah. yeah. And 70s films. But you haven't really had that so much with 90s films where people are like, right, we're making a film in the 90s. I'm just going to cram every single one of my favourite 90s songs into this. Anytime there's a little needle drop moment, it's like, right, let's go to garbage is in there. And (laughs) Alana's more upset in there. Yeah. And like as a '90s kids, it was yeah. nice yeah. to see that. Yeah. It's a little yeah. throwback. Yeah, means we're getting old, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it's still nice to see. It yeah. is awesome, Captain Marvel. That's a great, yeah. Yeah, please that we're able to talk about that, Jen. <laughs> I'm gonna talk about my little gem that I found uh, called Vita and Virginia. Vita and Virginia. So this is a film that I hadn't even heard about when you were talking about it the other day. And so talk to us about Vita and Virginia. Vita and Virginia. I, I had heard there was a movie out called that. Mm-hmm. And surprisingly, my mom comes over and is like, hey, we should watch that. And I'm like, okay. And it's the relationship between Virginia Woolf and Vita Sackville West. Uh-huh. Um, back in the 30s, I think. They had an affair that turned into, wait for this if you don't know this one, Virginia Woolf writing Orlando. Okay. And I did not know this. Yeah, Orlando always confused me as a film. Yeah. And as a story, I always thought it was way ahead of its time, and now I'm like, it is way, way ahead of its yeah. time. Um, the, 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 the premise of the film is basically how they met and how she seduced Virginia Woolf and how Virginia Woolf's writing changed okay. on the back end of it. It was originally um, Eileen um, Atkins had written a stage play of the letters between the two of them okay. that she and Vanessa Redgrave read okay. parts of on stage. And from that, she decided to write the screenplay for this. Um, so she adapted decade, her own play? Yeah, de- okay. decades less, later. Okay. And now it's sort of brought into sort of real time uh-huh. for those letters and what was happening at the time etc and um, Gemma Atherton plays Vita and um, I have to look at my notes no 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 go <laughs> for it no, um, what is her name um, Elizabeth Debicki she was hmm. Hugh uh, Laurie's wife in The Night Manager yes very different character she plays Virginia Woolf okay um, brilliantly um I'm going to say better than Nicole. Uh-oh. Oh. Here we go. I said it. Wow. Um, and the chemistry between the two of them is actually really interesting. And it it it, it added a layer. I knew a lot about Virginia Woolf and sort of Mrs. Dalloway and that kind of period, but uh-huh. not beyond. And so watching that relationship develop between the two of them and how they um, how they treated each other and how Orlando then became kind of an ode to Vita yeah. by kind of creating this this character based on her that was sort of the male that could do all the things that turns into a female. And it's just, it's kind of brilliant nice. and really quiet, touching, uh-huh. and with fantastic performances. Nice. I was pretty impressed. Awesome. That's... Nice. That's the one. I'm going to turn to my literary expert. Um, oh. Were you aware of this aspect of uh, this period of Virginia Woolf's life? I was not. No, no. I also know a lot more about her kind of Mrs. Dalloway time and to the lighthouse. Yeah, yeah. I can't say I'm very familiar with the Orlando story, to be honest. Anyway, or her life kind of after that. Nice. Yeah. It just 
But sorry, the film actually pointed out at the end too that Orlando outsold all of her other books okay. and became one yeah. of the, That's so interesting. the most um, was it the most sold story that she wrote? Yeah. Wow. Oh, That's so yeah. funny because it's not the one that has lasted like in terms of popularity right. compared and to the others. It makes you think about the cultural thing on that. Like yeah. why did yeah. that last con- yeah. you know, considering it was that yeah. type of book. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Nice. Well, fantastic. That's yeah. one for the list. It is, yeah, for our to-do list. Um, well, so to I'm going to be boring. Oh, God. And do Knives Out and copy you. Oh, but shut up. It's going to be silver, not bronze. <laughs> oh. um, yeah, so, I mean, you, not to reiterate everything that you've said, but I thought all the performances were great, but especially Tony Collette. Um, I thought it was so fun and funny and, like, enjoyable, and I didn't know where it was going, so it felt original. Yeah. Um, yeah, it swept me up along with it, made me laugh. Um, yeah, it has some really good characters, and, yes, there's a lot of them, and, yes, you don't get a lot of time with most of them, but they were really strong enough that you kind of were like, I know who this is, and yeah. I get it. But it does have some messages it there does. with yeah. regard to, like, rich and poor, how you treat each other, mm-hmm. uh, families and kind of cynicism and things like that, and money, obviously, and wealth. Immigration. Immigration, yeah. yes. Yeah, that's true, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just thought it was so fun. Mm. It was really refreshing to see a film like that that just yeah. made me laugh and, like, yeah. made me feel like, I don't know, yeah, like, this is fun. Yeah. I'm yeah. having a really good time yep. all the way through. All the way through. Um, yeah, so I thought it was great. We were saying the other day how rare it is to be watching a film and to not know where it's going. Yeah, it yeah. It feels very kind of like, Or to think you know where it's going yes. and then yeah. going, oh, yeah, but you yes. did that as well, didn't yeah. you? Exactly, you set yeah. that up, so, yeah. 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 So, nice. yeah. So I'm dittoing it, but Ditto. I'm upgrading it. Ditto and upgrade. <laughs> yeah. I'm assuming we want to just close off the Knives Off conversation, since I'm assuming my dear wife and I have the same gold. Oh, do we? Oh, do oh. we indeed. Do we? Is that yeah. your gold? Of course. That was my gold as well. Oh, yeah. Knives Out know. is winning. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have to be honest, I didn't know that one was on your list, because you didn't... You How didn't... on earth was it not on my list? Well, I know, but... So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought you were going in a different direction. I had no other movies to add. I know. But no, <laughs> honestly, that was... By default, it was that, the best That was the one that was always going to make gold to me, Knives Out. Um, as somebody who's tried to write a whodunit, mm-hmm. <laughs> failed pretty miserably. <laughs> the complexity of the script was one of those that I was like, okay, I came out of the film and I really enjoyed myself. You just kept going and you came yeah. up with some really good twists. Yeah. And then I kept thinking about it and I was like, you worked backwards so hard on this because yeah. you were like, this is where I want to end up. You yeah. clearly went, I want to end up here and I have to get all of this to happen in order to end up here. But then also I want to do this and, th- and the amount of brain power it took to yeah. write this thing and probably post-its yeah. and cards yeah. and yeah. boards yeah. and it's spectacular yeah. it, the writing of this thing is spectacular it's really well put together the acting is brilliant it's just everything just as it happens when another twist happens you're like oh you set that up so great yeah. because we didn't really realize you set it up but you did yeah. Yeah. and yeah. it's it's set up the the non-American way, where mm-hmm. you don't have to tell somebody three times yeah. before you have it happen. And so it's it was just so subtle and just brilliant. Mm. So much fun. 
as someone who feels they figure out these type of movies pretty quickly, <laughs> I would be sitting there smugly like, oh yeah, I know exactly yeah. what's happening next. And then I'd just be blown away that it was something completely <laughs> different. I really yeah. appreciated yeah. it. Yeah. And then the last one, the both of us were like, of course. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Yeah, we were whispering, yeah. oh, really? this is what happens next. We're like, this is who it's, who's going to do it. And, then... and, and the person with the fewest lines was the funniest. Yep. The grandmother. Oh, mm. yeah. The grandmother yeah. laughing is probably one of the highlights of the film. Yeah. <laughs> Just brilliant. Who's Just. like 12 years or 7 years younger than Christopher Plummer. Really yes. Nice. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 yeah, very different lady. <laughs> Just got really made up. But yeah. Yeah. No, Knives Out, definitely. It would probably still be film of the year, just nice. for the, how complicated it probably was to put this thing together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But but deceptively simple to yes, watch it. exactly. Like, in that kind of great way. That's why it's like, genius. There's so much going yeah. on. Mm-hmm. But it seems very straightforward. You're not like... It's not like Inception or something where you're like, what the hell? Exactly. Yeah. It it's does just... leave me wanting to watch it again, though, to yeah. see yeah. if I can pick up on those yeah. little subtle cues in the background that I know I missed. Yeah. 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 It's just brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Right, I'm going to have to Close cut it the crap out of that to keep it spoiler-free, aren't yeah. we? Jesus, guys, come on. Oh, you didn't say that. We didn't, we didn't know. Yeah. We I will say, in the instructions. In the instructions. But people oh, in the started instructions. giving things away, so I thought we could oh, all Oh, sorry, that's away. my fault. No, 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 no it's fine. That. It's fine. I didn't know that. You can say it. It's fun for the discussion. Oh, okay. It's going to cut it. It will be cut. Okay. I'll tell you right now, it will be Okay, redact it. I will So we're all coming back to do the Knives Out one. Yeah it's, yeah, it's a tough one it's to do spoiler-free. Oh, yeah, it's impossible. There's so much just juicy, delicious stuff that you mm. want to just get into. Yeah. yeah. Tricky. Tricky. Um, but well done. Yeah, well done, Ryan Johnson. Yeah. Well and that, done. that piano. Who's that guy? Who yeah. are you? Yeah. This little, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like no. a new friend. <laughs> yeah, that's who I am. Oh. And it's, yeah, it's the kind of film that was just so much that had to be shot because so many little flashbacks yeah. of like, well, you need to see this from this angle. Yeah. You need to see it from that mm-hmm. angle as well. And so, yeah, it's like one of those three-dimensional puzzles. Yeah. That... There's a video out there about how he put together the perfect plots. And oh, I, really? I'm scared to watch it because I, <laughs> I want it to be as complicated as I have it in my head yeah. and he tells me it's not. Yeah. It's going to be really disappointing. It's yeah. like, I just told people, then they pointed out a flaw with it and then I changed that. And then he <laughs> just kept it, yeah, it's trying to um, so, uh, so goals then. Well, we've so, had so we've already had a couple of goals. Yeah. Um, so I'll go for my gold, which is uh, a film that we only watched recently. Um, and uh, I was absolutely blown away by it. It's a film called Klaus. Oh, ah, yeah. of course. Which is an animated film uh, about the, it's like a, the origin story of uh, Father Christmas or Santa Claus. Um, and it's gorgeous. It's just one of the most beautiful films I think I've ever seen. It's it's the kind of film that you can pause at any kind of spot and then just print that out and put it on your wall, the the frame. They 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 drew it all in kind of hand drawn animation and then they put all of that into into a computer. I sound like granddad now. <laughs> they put it into their computer by they computer art at all. But they used <laughs> CG lighting techniques. Neat. And so the whole thing, just just the way that light interacts with all the stuff in the scenes is so, I don't know, it just seems so magical and so beautiful and it looks just like a kind of fairy tale, like the kind of illustration you can imagine 
finding one of those really old kind of you know uh, Grimm's fairy tales thing with the big you know first letter and like a medieval thing um, it's yeah absolutely beautiful it tells kind of quite it's quite a simple straightforward story but it tells it with a lot of really interesting and nice flourishes a lot there's a lot of it that's just nice um, so it's, it's this guy who gets sent this kind of cocky son of a rich guy who gets uh, kind of punished by his dad for being a waster um, and his dad is involved in the postal service in some way um, and he sends his son off to this like godforsaken town really far north where it's really cold and tells him to set up a post office there knowing that he won't be able to do it just to kind of teach him a lesson um, and when he gets there he finds out that there's these two kind of warring factions in the town and they all hate each other and so there's no reason for them to send any letters because they hate everybody um, and then he yeah he kind of works his way through and it's yeah it's really sweet and it has messages of, of you know working with other communities and you know the positive change being spurred on by young people and it's uh, yeah it's just gorgeous I was I was in yeah brought me to, to tears it was uh, yeah just a, a beautiful beautiful very film very sweet very very sweet and the kind of film that perfect for Christmas yeah really nice for Christmas and it's wonderful it's an added bonus I think an added thrill when you watch a Christmas film for the first time and you think oh I'm going to watch this every year now. Yeah. I'm going to watch this 12 times in the next 12 years because that's really good and I really want to watch it again. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a class. Wow, I didn't see that coming. Boom. <laughs> I can still surprise you all these years later into this marriage. Sure. Okay, let's see um, <laughs> if I can do the same. I don't think I will. My number one is, and I don't think very many people agree with me on this. Oh, but really? I don't care. Um really? Is Rocket Man. Rocket Man. Yes. Um, wow. I don't know. Critics don't seem to like it. I read a few reviews, but oh really? What do they know? Um, <laughs> they don't much. know Elton like I do. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you knew Elton like I know Elton, honestly. I just think it's like you've seen many musical biopics. Obviously, they're all helped along by the music, which is great, and I love Elton John's music because it just makes you want to dance or tap your feet or you yeah. feel like you want to you know um move um and he has a you know a sad story of course he does um but I felt like it wasn't like other biopics I felt like it was so specific to him like you couldn't have shot it or you know set it up in the way that it was for anyone other than Elton John it was so larger than life and like I love the kind of interspersing him, you know, with his big flamboyant costumes and then in normal life. And, like, I just thought it was great. And obviously the music is great. But um, I thought it was so inventive and creative. And it had these kind of, like, really kind of trippy parts to it or parts where it's, like, he's doing his, you know, he's on stage and he's playing the piano and he starts to float. And mm -hmm. that scene I thought was fantastic. It's just... I don't know, felt like it captured the magic that he was feeling and it just made it a little bit more surreal and, you know, not so like, oh, he had a really hard time and then he got rich and isn't that great? Um, <laughs> it was much more like... Summing up every, biopic, every yeah, other biopic. Exactly. Then, and so I felt like it was very unique and uh, very enjoyable and I thought Taron Edgerton mm -hmm. uh, was great. Like, not um, perfect, 
like not an impression. It didn't feel like he was mimicking. Yeah, it felt like he was just like, well, I'm just going to be this version of Elton John. Yeah, um, which is to say, you know, flamboyant and very similar, but you know, not exactly the same. He kind of brought his own little vibe, and so I really liked it. And I thought it didn't shy away from the sad parts. You know, he has mm. had really difficult times, mm. and you know, with addiction and stuff like that. Um, and relationships and betrayal and all these things that tend to happen to people that get obscene wealth and success. But, um, yeah, I just felt like you were like, yeah, that's an Elton John biopic. I feel like it was fun and it was crazy and yeah. it was sad and it was fun and it was, I don't know, larger than life. Like As him. he is. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, I thought it was great. I felt like... I haven't seen a film like this before. Nice. And I always like that. I always give that credit. So. So in terms of when it was released uh, and its proximity to, oh uh, it sometimes it's often oh, kind Bohemian of compared Rhapsody. to Bohemian Rhapsody. What, was much how would you better. say about the, the kind of comparison between the two? Much much better. Yeah. Bohemian Rhapsody was such a shame. <laughs> it had such a good central character. I thought, yeah. or actor, I should say. Um, but I just don't feel like it really did Freddie Mercury justice. Um, it was kind of a very dialed down version of his life, and it didn't. It wasn't structured very well. I just it wasn't as good. I did enjoy it because I love Queen. Yeah. And so anytime Again, you get to that. see his music, you yeah. know, like in between, you're like, great. Here's a great song. Let's listen to this for three minutes. Yeah. Um, you know, I love it. So I was swept along with it, but, you know, objectively it wasn't that good. You can make a terrible film about a great musician. Yeah. And at least it's going to have a great music. soundtrack. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, you know, for me, there's few better than Queen. Yeah. But, yeah, it didn't feel like it was his story. But Rocket Man felt yeah, much more tailored. Much it. more, yeah. It felt much more. I mean, I don't know specifically his life, but it felt, you know, it felt like it was indulging in. Yeah. Like, he was an alcoholic. He was doing all these drugs. He had yeah. all these men. He had these big parties. Like, he yeah. was living life to, like, the edge. Yeah. And you, I felt it depicted that pretty He well. was pretty yeah. involved in the making of it as well, which yeah, I think really helped. helped. Yeah. Because yeah. obviously with Freddie, a bit difficult. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But, um... But I think he was also very, like... He wanted to tell... Do whatever the fuck it, you... Like, don't... Yeah. yeah. But I, don't sugarcoat yeah. it, basically. I think he yeah. pushed for the He's kind very of much a don't sugarcoat it kind R of person. Rating. So, yeah. Oh, but not as many people will be able to see it. It like, doesn't yeah, matter. Just it. get it out yeah. there. Yeah, the R rating, I think, is important. Which yeah. is the difference as well with Bohemian yeah. Rhapsody. Yeah. Because it's like... You it's can't really tell... You can't tell a story without it being R. Yeah. So, anyway. Even though it doesn't need to be, but... Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to hear that too. Yeah. Because again, on part the of the list. <laughs> <laughs> it's on the list. We are a very bad team when it comes to. Uh, I, I like that I came up with the, hey, let's do a top <laughs> three of the year of the movies I didn't watch. The so perfect cool. time to we make would a do New so, Year's resolution. Yeah, we would yeah. do so much better at TV. Ah, we would do terribly. We so. would do terribly. Yeah. <laughs> we focused on television. Don't invite us onto your TV podcast because it's just yeah, it will not go well. No, we may start a podcast of the films you may want to see that we haven't seen yet. <laughs> yeah. But here's what we think. Yes. Yeah, films that I think I'm going to enjoy when I see them. <laughs> yeah. So having gone through all of our all of our picks, all the golds, all the silvers, all the bronzes. Some of them the same for different people, which is wonderful. Mm. Shows a consensus. Were there any films that weren't mentioned on the lists that you think still need a little bit of uh, recognition 
amongst the, uh, you know, literally hundreds of people who listen to this podcast? I have a couple. You have a couple, Please. okay. So, one being uh, Parasite. Parasite, mm. yes. It was very good. Mm-hmm. Um, I, did, I had a problem with the end, so I couldn't put it in my list. Sure. But up until, like, I don't know, three quarters of the way through, yeah, I thought it was great. And mm-hmm. if it had continued that way, I would have had it on my list for yeah. sure. Um, yeah, a very dark comedy, very social kind of commentary thing. I really yeah. liked it. I thought it was really unique and Lovely. really good. But, yeah. And then on the opposite end of the spectrum... Um, that you hated for the first three quarters, but no. finished so well. <laughs> no, just in terms of tone and uh, as subject matter. Uh, Toy Story 4. Toy Story 4. It was... I, I thought it was great. Yeah. And the fact that they're still making great Toy Stories. Yeah. Mm. I know it's only four, but four is a lot. Mm. Usually yeah. by three, it's terrible. I mm. mean, there were like 23 Land Before Time yeah. after the first one, <laughs> and that was it. Exactly. Um, yeah, and they still do it really, really well. It's still like enjoyable and yeah. family-friendly and fun. Like, it has a little serious note to it. Mm-hmm. makes you laugh. Yeah, make you know great characters. I I think they're great films, and this the, one was very funny. It was the sequel that we never realized we wanted. Yeah, that we were so almost actively over. campaigning against. Yeah. Like, oh, this no is going to be shit. <laughs> yeah. Toy Story three finished perfectly. Yeah, uh, and yeah, it comes out and yeah, I thought it was great. Breaks up, goddamn heart. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But then the rest you guys already said. So I had Jojo Rabbit, Captain Marvel. And Spider-Man: Far From Home as honourable mentions. Nice. Yeah. What did you like about Spider-Man: Far From Home? Uh, <laughs> um, just out of it, just picking a random one from that list. Um, I think I really like um, Tom Holland. I think he's yes. very um, likable mm-hmm. and very uh, charismatic, and I like the the this this um, group of Spider-Mans. I don't know series iteration iteration. Um, because he's a kid and he's yeah. fun and he's got that kid kind of dilemma of like school and mm. like girlfriends versus like you know other other superhero films that are like the world's gonna end yeah I like it being on a little bit more of a like lower yeah. scale lower impact thing where it's like well this building might get blown up yeah like not the world will mm. literally end yeah nice um, after end, a nice kind of yeah you watch Endgame you're like whew the universe is going yes. to like, yeah. everything. Yeah. So it's nice to bring it back down yeah. to like street level. Nice like little sorbet. Little just kind a, of mm. domestic yeah. <laughs> story. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I like that. Yeah. He has the nice uh, mix of, because he's a super genius who's also a teenager. Yeah. He's a super genius at some things and an absolute idiot about other <laughs> yeah. things. It's a wonderful, a wonderful... He's a teenage boy. Yeah. 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 He can solve all kinds of stuff in his head. He's like, oh, that girl, I want to talk yeah. to her. Can I do yeah. yeah. Um, nice. Well, that's some great honourable mentions there. Gosh, yeah. thank you. Well I'm, done. I'm thank glad you. we managed to squeeze them in. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, wonderful. Well, what a fantastic set of films there. Um, uh, lots to recommend and a, a reminder that even if you've you know no matter how many films you've watched there's always other ones coming up that yeah. you've never even heard of that people are like fuck gotta give this a watch it's mm. amazing yeah um, so thank you all for, for sharing your, your opinions laying them bare um, and uh, I imagine and thank you dear listener if you've listened to this long um, 
for uh, sticking with us. Uh, if you have any other films that you think we should have put in, or what's your gold, silver, bronze uh, of 2019? Uh, let us know on the, uh, the socials or send an email or whatever it might be. A letter in the post. Fix. Letter. I love getting letters. Um, but they're always bad news. There's <laughs> um, always true. fucking bills. Um, uh, yes, uh, but in this exploration of 2019, what did we learn? What did we learn here this evening? That we need to watch more movies. <laughs> yeah. yeah, probably. Don't to, to have a true opinion. <coughs> Don't suggest a best. Let's talk about our best films <laughs> when we haven't watched them. That's a, I feel that's nice. a, a learning for all. Yeah. yeah. What else did we learn? I think we learned... Well, we learned we all love Knives Out. Yes, yeah. that's true. And Knives Out for should. all the wins. Knives Out yeah. won, I think, won the year yeah. collectively. Yeah. And it showed that you can take an old, you know, style, format, yeah. genre, mm-hmm. and just, you know, Spin do it. it really well. Yeah. <laughs> and bring a new new angle to it, and people yeah. like Evolution, it. not revolution. Indeed. There you, go. you have to evolve, not... Re- Re- revolt. revolt. Cheers! <laughs>